hello! It has been a while since I have recorded my last episode, but I have been quite busy during the festive period as I have been working on my two ebooks. One is How to Teach Grammar to Dyslexic DFL Learners, the other two are in Polish. So if you are one of my Polish followers, you will see in the spring Logika Języka dla Dyslektyka and Ratunku Mojezicko Nieznosi Angielskiego. These, are, these two books are in Polish, but generally I was writing a lot and creating lots of stuff when it comes to dyslexia and EFL. Today I wanted to touch upon a very important topic, and I think it is difficult to tackle, to be honest, but I'll do my best, since I have received those questions every now and then. How to work with dyslexic EFL students in a mixed ability classroom? So if you are a teacher at a state school, you might be wondering, how do I help my students, right? You have 30 students, let's say 25 in your classroom, or maybe 22. That depends on the school and whether you teach groups, right? And your class is cut in half or not. And you have students who are dyslexic, some are dysgraphic, some are, have ADHD, some might be on the spectrum. So there's like a whole array of differences and challenges. So first and foremost, you have to remember that the fundamental, fundamental thing is to check whether your students have diagnosis. So it's if your students are not diagnosed, it will be really difficult. I'm not gonna lie, not gonna lie. It will be very, very difficult because, well, then you're working on actions. You're just trying to see whether it's this problem or that problem. So I'm just being straightforward and honest. It will be very difficult, but let's imagine that you do have those diagnoses. So, first of all, what is dyslexia? Dyslexia is neurobiological in conditioning. It impacts reading, spelling, writing, but not only. Please remember, dyslexia is a spectrum. So, dyslexia can affect math. Dyslexia can affect daily activities. Dyslexia affects how the kids learn to, for example, learn to read the cloud, how they are organized in a classroom. And why I'm saying this is because when I go to teacher forums, and I go a lot, Truth be told, I go a lot. I see lots of statements that are not true, that are fundamentally wrong. And please bear that in mind, dyslexia is not only reading. It's not only reading or spelling. Like I really don't know how many times I have reiterated it, but please remember, it's not only reading and spelling. So what can you do? Let's imagine you want to create that inclusive classroom. We all do, right? It might be difficult. And you have students who are good, who are, let's say, so-so, sometimes they get good grades, sometimes not. And you have students who are really, really struggling. So first of all, what you can do is to create structured and predictable lessons. What does it mean? When your lesson is predictable, when it's structured, then you emphasize the efficiency of that instruction. What I mean by that is that your students know what will happen next. Have your students buy like a bigger notebooks, like th those larger ones, I think it's A5, correct me if I'm wrong, so that you can use post-it notes. Really, I can't um, even state it enough how important it is to use a post-it note. It really saves time. Some students will use a laptop and assistive technology is a good addition, but assistive technology should supplement, not be a solution. Sometimes dyslexic students it takes longer for them to type than to write. So that's something you have to bear in mind. 
then focus on phonics and phonemic awareness. And what do I mean? Many students are in secondary school or let's say middle school, they still need phonic instruction. When your students are learning to speak and to spell, they need to know the spelling and pronunciation patterns. And it applies to all your students, not only students who are dyslexic. And again, you cannot spend like, let's say, 30 minutes focusing on that phonics instruction. But what you can do is have like one, two minute drill at the beginning of a class. When you have your students and they use post-it notes, create, let's say, a check-in system with your student. Again, I know the classroom is big. You don't have time to like walk to every other person. But you can create a checklist system. That's something I'll be giving out during my webinar, how to create an inclusive classroom. So the day before the webinar, the attendees will receive a um, check-in instruction for the classroom. So check-in instruction. Assistive technology helps. So integrating text-to-speech, speech-to-text, file check utilities. However, however, please remember, it should be a supplement. Teach morphology. Morphology is crucial and it has been proven to be very effective in supporting dyslexic learners. So breaking down words into meaningful units, prefixes, root suffixes, go into structured writing theory, which is just for me to reiterate so much more than just breaking the words into prefixes and suffixes. Just because when you teach morphology explicitly, all the students will find it beneficial. And if you want to tap into the neurodiversity, the abilities, the pathways, use visual supports. So concept maps, infographics, diagrams, because it will bolster comprehension, memory retention, chunk down information, use structured literacy. What I also did for my students, I have created something that was called a low stake test. And let me explain what is a low stake test. A low stake test is not a test that is marked. A low stake test is not a test that you get a grade. It's like five, six, ten minutes. Every, let's say, Friday, you have a low stake test and you have to explain it to your student that it's not about marks, it's not about grades. They will only receive feedback, but no grades and it does not affect the final grade, whatever, or the end of the semester grade. The point is that your student practice retrieval. So all the class, let's say, have a very short test. Then you just go through the feedback, but you're not pointing, oh, like John who's sitting by the window did this. No, you just do it very quick. Then you just go through the feedback and you talk to the whole class, not to the specific person, that's it. They get the papers, that's it. Then the next week, you do exactly the same. Why? Because it boosts retrieval and it's a combination of retrieval and spacing. And bottom line, you have to, if you are working at a state school, I would say talk to the first language teacher. If you are in Poland, this would be Polish teacher of Polish so that you will see how the student is developing in the first language instruction. You can include also more oral tests, but please remember, please remember, language is not only speaking, it's not only communication. So again, as I said, it's not easy and it might be difficult and it requires cooperation with parents and the students because you can only do so much in the classroom. The rest should be done outside of a classroom. So the parents and the students should be equipped with tools so that, so that they can succeed. But if you think that you're going to do this by yourself only, then I'm sorry, you're doomed for failure. And we do not want that. So I would say 
being very transparent and direct when communicating with parents also helps. Of course, you have to phrase yourself properly, explain that it's like a team sport. You do your part, but the family at home, they have to do their part so that the students succeed. And I'd say it's only this and that much. And why am I talking about it? Well, I have been talking to lots and lots of teachers. As I know, I'm also a teacher and a teacher trainer, and I do do spend a lot of time conversing with teachers and parents and students. And I've noticed that there is a gap when it comes to EFL instruction. This is inclusive classroom, because when we think about inclusiveness, right, it's such a big word. But really, what does that mean? We want to include our students. We want our students to be successful. We givers, we helpers, like that's our nature. We do not want to compromise teaching standards because we want our students to be successful. We want them to have a great life. But how to, how to create that inclusive classroom? That might be a problem. And I do understand that. And it resonates with me on so many levels. And that's why, that's why. I have created a free webinar on February 10th at 6 p.m. Central European time and noon Eastern Canada time. So I have created a webinar on how to create an inclusive classroom for dyslexic EFL learners. So I will take you through the principles of UDL and how to implement it in the EFL classroom. I will show you how to equip your students with knowledge so that you do not compromise your teaching standards. There will be an interactive workshop attached, so please come and get something to drink and to eat because it will be very, very safe. I will be talking a lot, so if you're interested, please come. Yes, there will be a pitch to my offer at the end, but you can just come and join my free webinar and still you will learn a lot. So if you have been thinking about it, just sign up and let's transform your teaching struggles into your teaching success. And I'm